Welcome to Tech Connect, a podcast that will introduce you to Arizona's most innovative individuals and creative minds. Brought to you by the Arizona Technology Council and powered by Coplex. Our sponsor, Coplex, is an expert team of startup creators located in Phoenix, Arizona. Ranked top seven startup accelerator, Coplex helps non-coding industry experts start successful tech companies and get them to venture ready in as little as nine months. Hello, AZ Tech community, and welcome to the Tech Connect podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Witte, Director of Marketing and Communications at the Arizona Technology Council. And we are joined today by Alexi Veneri, co-founder and CEO of Digital Airstrike, an award-winning digital response and social media technology company based in Scottsdale. Prior to founding Digital Airstrike, Alexi has held several high-ranking positions at companies like Auto Media, Dealer Track, Who's Calling, and the Seattle Mariners. Welcome, Alexi. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. As a female technology entrepreneur, you are a great representation of Arizona's entrepreneurial spirit and success. Can you talk a little bit about your journey as a woman in tech and as a female entrepreneur? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I think I've always, you know, been a leader. I was an only, not an only, an only uh, female <laughs> amongst <laughs> male siblings, and I was Got also it. the oldest. So, uh, you know, I think that I was always drawn then to male-dominated fields. I was in uh, professional sports, baseball, um, and, you know, marketing's really been my passion, but seeing how advertising has evolved into the digital media space, I mean, absolutely, technology now plays such a huge role. And I was really fortunate uh, going back now, gosh, probably about 16 years uh, to be involved with an ad tech company called Who's Calling? And uh, we were small. I was the sixth person in the office. And it, it just never occurred to me not to be a woman in technology after that experience. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, anyone entering the tech space as an entrepreneur, you have to be really strong and uh, innovative. And uh, certainly maybe it's a little harder for women. But um, as long as you're focused on delivering end results and you're passionate about technology, I think that it's absolutely a journey that more women should do. I love that. And I love your correlation. My mother was um, two girls of nine. So she had seven brothers growing up. She's now a cardiac pulmonologist, pediatrician. Um, I think that that totally, you know, I just see how that's helped her become such a strong female growing up. So I love that you had a similar experience. Yeah, I think that certainly in our household, you know, it was kind of, like you had to be innovative and creative sort of to survive. I was the first girl um, ever in our city to be on an all boys soccer team wow. back in the day. And it was only because, yeah, it was before they had female soccer teams. And my uncle was the coach and he was like, he always called me Al. Like, Al, do you want to be on my team? And there was no rules that said I couldn't. And I was like, absolutely. And I remember uh, I had long hair and a ponytail and he always called me a secret weapon because the boys wouldn't know there was a girl playing on the opposing team until I ran up and then they realized I was a girl and then they take the ball away from them. <laughs> so I sometimes I think I still do that in business, actually. Yes. Truth be told. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's like little giants. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So why did you choose Arizona for digital airstrikes headquarters? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. I think Arizona chose me, uh, quite honestly. Okay. So uh, prior to moving to Arizona, I was in New York working for a high-tech company called Dealer Track. We took them public and it was absolutely a wonderful experience. But I was actually recruited to Arizona by a local entrepreneur, Larry Van Tile, who was the largest privately held uh, dealership group. He ran the Van Tile Group. So um, I was brought here to run his ad agency and really try to take all of his portfolio companies to the digital age. And once I got here, I just fell in love with it. I've been here now 12 years. And I, I really do think that um, while, you know, we refer to it a little bit as the Wild West, I think it's the new home of like WWW, you know, I, I feel it. like, um, yeah, technology can really thrive here. And this, our state has always had such a can-do attitude. Um, so many people are creative in everything that they do. So once um, the recession hit and I was running the agency, we quickly saw that people were not spending money on any kind of advertising. Mm -hmm. And pretty early on, once you know the social network started, I saw how impactful they could be. And I was really excited about the ability to connect one-to-one -one with consumers, but also have more transparency into business because any sort of interaction you have is really broadcast to prospects and, and anyone to see. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find any technology that would assist a business with this. So the recession hit and I got creative, just like a lot of people here in Arizona mm -hmm. tend to do or did in that time. Um, and I've just absolutely loved it. It's been such a great environment for our company to grow. Uh, nothing but, you know, just a, a great uh, business environment, um, great talent. I, I almost don't want to tell people in other markets about it because yeah, I don't I want love them that. <laughs> <laughs> to steal our people, but yeah. uh, I just, it's just been fabulous. Oh, that's great. And, and I love that you share the sentiments of a lot of other, not only business owners that I've talked to here, but predominantly startup founders here have said how collaborative the startup community here is and how willing people are to help because I think people have this um, genuine goal of building up Arizona. Um, so have you found that in, in particular the startup community as well? Yes, I have. It's been great. And, and a lot of people, you know, do kind of share best practices. Uh, we've also found that we've been able to kind of retain and grow talent here mm -hmm. in a way that we necessarily, you know, haven't really done that in other markets. Uh, we do have an office in Silicon Valley. Uh, I do like the creativity of Silicon Valley, but I just think it's harder to retain people. Mm -hmm. And um, that market is, is just almost, I think, distracting hmm. for team members, you know, mm -hmm. from traffic to the cost of living. It's just, it's a harder place to do business, I think. And, you know, we're really fortunate here that that it is more affordable and, uh, you know, we are able to really retain some incredible people on our team. Yeah. You know, I've heard that as well as it just being, it's an easier place to live. You know, you hear that whether it's from groceries to, you know, dry cleaning or whatever it is, it's just easier to live here. And so I love that you're saying that that's helpful in retaining talent because I don't think we hear that enough. I think we still hear that people are eager to leave and maybe they'll, they still are, but love to know that your employees are loving it here, just like I do. Yeah, I've actually seen a big shift. So I would say certainly when the recession hit, we were one of those first markets to feel it. And, you know, that was certainly more challenging. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, in the eight years we've had this company, I've seen a recent shift that we're able to not only retain, but attract I love people from the that. other markets. Love yeah, just that. recently, I think that we got three senior tech professionals from L.A., um, another one from uh, Silicon Valley. Great. Uh, we've had people also uh, relocate to our San, Santa Barbara office too from other markets. Um, and then they actually kind of job share and spend time here in Arizona as well as 
in some of our other locations. Very. And we have a couple of individuals that do that. Yeah, between Detroit and Scottsdale. So Love they get the best of both worlds. But yeah. um, really, I think everybody does want to live here. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So Digital Airstrike has had a busy 2018. Can you talk a little bit about what you guys have been up to? Sure, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Um, it's been a busy year. We actually made an acquisition earlier in the year of an artificial intelligence company that's called ChatPath, and that's how we we picked up a, a nice office in Santa Barbara. Cool. Um, the team from Path has been outstanding, and we've been able to, in a very short period of time, really customize and expand that solution for different verticals. Uh, it's really now more of a virtual sales or service assistant to help nurture conversations and relationships online. And honestly, a way that is way better than humans doing it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, there's no downtime. There's no lag. And certainly if somebody does want to talk to an actual you know, living person, uh-huh. uh, it's very easy to do with our technology. And, and you just don't have some sort of like call center in potentially another area that's not as familiar with their product answering questions. The business owners really can customize the responses and really get a lot more intelligence around what consumers are asking and what they need. So that's been the biggest thing we've probably done this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also continued to grow. We've, uh, we like to hold uh, customer appreciation events. We did kind of a fun one earlier this year where we rented out Wayne Newton's estate oh, how and invited cool. all of our employees, our empl- employees and clients to have a great uh, celebration and even a private performance by uh, Mr. Las Vegas himself. Wow, very um, cool. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Um, and in general, we're just continuing to launch new technology and uh, add more features to our product suite. So we've we've really evolved from originally what started as social media engagement technology mm-hmm. to now full-scale digital response mm-hmm. and really uh, just intelligent messaging to connect businesses to consumers in ways that I just don't think previously was possible. Yeah, no, that's really interesting because I hear from a lot of companies that are trying to implement more automated response technologies that they're losing out on the kind of the humanity of things. And it sounds like you guys have been intentional in in adding both of those things in, the automation and the, the hum- humanity, I guess. Yeah, we actually started with, you know, just real people um, engaging with consumers on the social networks. And we still have that team. In fact, we've grown our team now. I I think we're we're topping about 200 team members as of today, which is very exciting. We really believe in, you know, people there to assist in the process. But oftentimes they act more like air traffic Mm -hmm. controllers where they can jump in when needed, but really look for trends and make sure consumers are getting the right answers to questions and, and the help they need. Uh, we continually hear stories of consumers maybe trying to call a business or email them or leave a message and not getting mm-hmm. an answer. And then they they take to their social media page or a review site right. and suddenly they get helped in ways that they never had been helped before. So we love hearing stories like that. And that's, that's literally our technology paired with our team. And it looks like you guys had some exciting wins this year as well. The AZ Business Magazine Most Admired Companies and the AZ Central Top Companies to Work For Award. Yeah, that was all just recently. I think we just put out a press release on that. Um, I'm really proud of those awards because they were generated uh, partially just due to our employees filling out uh, surveys um, totally anonymously. And, you know, that's up against hundreds, if not thousands of other businesses. And just, you know, we were we were very honored to win those awards and, and see that not only our team, but certainly other um, people in the industry and in our market, we're appreciative of what we've done. We really do go above and beyond for our team and and look for different ways to make sure that when they're at work, they have an excellent experience, great benefits. Uh, we like to get really creative 
Um, and we always love to just advance, you know, their careers and, and make sure that they've got what they need to be really successful. Well, now I'm not so surprised you're being able to retain and attract, you know, new talent. So yeah, it's a perfect example of what companies can be doing to attract talent from Silicon Valley and other places. Yeah, I thank you. And I think that it, it's not always about, you know, just throwing money at it. We like to get creative. Mm-hmm. We also really do take employee feedback. Uh, we do something every month. I sit down with our newest employees that have joined the company in the last month and any employee that's having a work anniversary. And I really encourage them to share, you know, not only things they like about the company, but how can we improve? And we always look for ways to then implement them. And, and one of the ideas that came out of uh, one of those lunches about 14 months ago was to maybe offer even more flexible schedules. We've always been pretty open about start times and end times. And our office is very relaxed. People can grab a laptop and go sit outside in the courtyard, nice. or at least they can when it's not in the, in the yeah. triple digits. <laughs> um, but uh, so we do things like that, but they suggested, you know, why don't you give employees the opportunity to work a couple extra hours, say Monday to Thursday mm. and take half days on Friday. And we've done that. And that's been really well received. So you know, we are looking for creative things that just add to the quality of life and, and their work life as well when they're uh, part of the team. I, lo- I love that you think of it as a constant evolution. I think that's really great and important. Absolutely. You can never stand still. you got to be innovating at all times. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of our nature. We definitely have a saying around here that the one constant they can expect is change. I love that. So, so we like to foster that in everything that love we do. Love that. All right. And lastly, um, you guys will be launching your seventh annual automotive social media trend study at the JD Power Automotive Marketing Roundtable in October in Las Vegas. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we've, we started doing the study because, you know, seven, seven ish, eight years ago, there just wasn't a lot of data around social media trends for consumers mm-hmm. and certainly specific to the automotive vertical. So we said, you know what, we're going to do our own study. So we go out and we, we survey thousands I want to say it's 4,000 consumers that have recently bought or serviced a vehicle in the last six months. Um, they're not cherry picked. They're not, you know, internet customers or anything like that. It's just anyone that's, that's done that across the whole country. And we asked them a series of questions just about their experience and how helpful they found things like online reviews. Um, you know, did they use a mobile device? Did they see a Facebook ad? Are they willing to, you know, engage with any sort of like automated technologies for instant messaging? Um, even things like Facebook marketplace, there's so many cool trends going on right now in terms of consumer behavior and social networks. So the study always produces some really cool findings and and we're excited to share it, um, with other best practices as well. And, uh, it's pretty cool when companies like Google kind of wait and look for our study every year and then they quote it and use it themselves. So uh, we're pretty proud of the study. Yeah. So what do you see as the next big things or biggest disruptors for marketing technology? Well, certainly I'm a little biased, but I definitely think that artificial intelligence has impacted our marketing industry um, in multiple verticals, and it's only going to continue to grow. Um, I do think that messaging apps and platforms like Facebook Messenger will continue to expand as a direct marketing channel, and consumers you know, are using them. Uh, they're adopting them in record numbers. It's, it's really interesting to see, and we do monitor that every day, and it's pretty interesting. Um, There's other tools like Facebook Live and video are playing a bigger role in marketing. Mm -hmm. I think all businesses need to embrace that and find ways to to leverage that. Um, And the more that you can, you know, find innovative ways to monetize these platforms for brands, the better. Um, You know, I, I, I used to run an agency and I hate to say it, but I think that traditional agency model is definitely going to go the way of Mad Men Mm -hmm. and uh, businesses don't have to spend that kind of money anymore. There's much more creative ways to use technology to reach consumers. 
um, and really to create these these advocates for their brand and what and their business um, and leverage the consumers today um, to really spread that word. So so that's really the trend that we're seeing. Probably the biggest Very one. Very cool. Good news for small businesses. Absolutely. What advice would you give to women who are interested in technology careers or leadership positions? Well, I think the biggest advice is is you know don't shy away from ind- industries that have been historically male dominated. Um, I definitely think that as long as they're they're creative and forward thinking and curious about technology, um, absolutely, um, you know, pursue it. It doesn't always have to be a computer science mm-hmm. degree either. I think that really every um, discipline today has a technology element, and there's a lot that you can learn. Uh, I can't code, um, but I do appreciate technology, yep. and I understand it, and I understand how to run a technology company. Really, because originally I worked at a couple really successful ones. Um, and saw the power and 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 how it works and how it can benefit, you know, all of our lives and certainly mm-hmm. businesses. So uh, definitely, it's just it's just going forward in those areas and exploring. I think that if any women are just starting out in their careers, you know, intern at a bunch of different companies, including tech companies, um, and find a mentor. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has to also be a female mentor. Right. I think that you can find mentors in in a lot of different uh, areas, and whether they're men or women, uh, don't be afraid to ask for that. I think that men historically have done a better job of doing that. And I think more women need to mm-hmm. do that. Um, and then just always be learning. You know, I'm still learning. I love to go to conferences and get inspired by other people. So uh, just be open to all those mm-hmm. new ideas. I love that. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that the mentorship piece we're finding through Girls in Tech that, that that's something that females find really lacking. Um, I don't think particularly in Arizona, I think more widespread, but, but I love that you mentioned it doesn't necessarily need to be a female mentor. There's um, many male mentors out there as well. And I think that that just further helps kind of reduce that gender parity and, and helping males be part of the solution. Exactly. All right. So last September, your team partnered with GM Cares in Detroit for a volunteer event to help clean up vacant homes. And you found and rescued an abandoned dog, got him medical treatment, brought him home to Scottsdale and Stryker, as he's now lovingly called, has been permanently adopted by your vice president of marketing. And I truly cry every time I watch that video. Um, But I just wanted to see if you can give us an update on Stryker. And then if you can just talk about, you know, why you think corporate social responsibility is important and what Digital Airstrike has done to kind of implement that into your culture. Absolutely. Well, thank you for asking about that little guy who's not so little anymore. Um, but yeah, we um, have always, you know, gosh, I think for the last six years, um, had a program where every month we pick a charity. Oh, cool. uh, oftentimes it's local, but not always. And then quarterly, we actually pick a, a larger initiative uh, to give back. And one of the events we were doing almost a year ago to the date, we were in Detroit partnering with General Motors. And they do this really, really cool thing where um, they think this year they, they're having like 100 people go out. It was just last Friday um, to an area that's that's a little impoverished and still trying to recover from the downturn. Um, and they just get donated construction supplies and trucks and weed whackers and all that good stuff and go out to uh, board up abandoned homes or clean up overgrown bushes or garbage or whatever. And we went with them last year and donated supplies and our team was literally right there with them. Um, and we came across a home where this poor dog was chained up. And you've seen the video. I mean, the photos are just, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm, I'm getting emotional thinking about them. And I was oh there and we gosh. couldn't leave yeah. him. We did, we just couldn't. And so we brought him food and, 
you know, got a hold of the mayor's office and and got the local humane society um, to get out there. And after two days, they have rules about you can't just like steal right. a dog, no matter how horrible the right. circumstances. You know, it's going back and back. Um, they were able to take him because no one claimed him. And uh, yeah, he was he's an amazing little guy. Um, the turnaround's incredible. Um, you know, animals I are know. so resilient, but it's been great. And and we actually had to drive him across country because even though we're not a hundred percent sure of his breed, he's got some yeah. bull in him and the airlines wouldn't take mm-hmm. him on the plane. So our, um, our local head of partnerships, uh, rented wow. a car and we used it as an opportunity to bring awareness, yeah. you know, to more ethical treatment of animals. And we stopped all along the country and met our clients and called How the campaign cool. striker to Scottsdale. And, um, yeah. And now he lives with, with our VP of marketing, Christina and her other dog, Levi, and uh, he's he's got the best life ever. I was Good. just looking at her Facebook page, and he like wears little sweaters <laughs> when it's cold, and he gets trips to Telluride. And I'm like, man, that guy's oh, got a life. So he's a really and I good guy. Heard yeah, that but you're passionate about adopting as well, docs. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Rescue and, and don't shop. Um, so I've been involved with a group called Rescue Freedom Project for about uh, six years now, and uh, they work to get animals, um, mostly dogs and beagles adopted out of laboratories after they've been oh like food and tested on for years instead of wow. murdering them. So uh, most people don't know, but if anyone gets a chance to check out Rescue Freedom Project, uh, we are one of the last first world countries that allows these laboratory wow. dogs to be murdered instead of adopted. So this group is incredible. And they're first just trying to get um, laws changed. So these laboratories are required to try to find homes or at least give them to rescue groups, which would gladly take them. Um, but also really look at, um, you know, it's interesting to see kind of in my mind, the racket that goes on there when there's speaking of technology, so many new technology mm-hmm. solutions to actually do these kind of tests and uh, better ways maybe to find cures than um, animal Absolutely. torture. So it's it's pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, I just believe in being kind to mm-hmm. all living creatures, uh, human mm-hmm. and otherwise, all animals deserve a, a chance at a good home. So we we're definitely... Uh, Pro helping out wherever we can oh, here at Digital Earth. And just lastly, I know we kind of touch on the corporate corporate social responsibility piece, and I love that program that you implemented: monthly, local, you know, volunteer opportunities, and then quarterly larger initiatives. Mm. Can you maybe talk a little bit about how that's affected your kind of employee engagement and culture? Sure. Um, you know, myself personally, I don't even recall any kind of program like this when I was right, a yeah. young executive starting out. I think that a lot of folks you know, you're kind of, you're going to school, you're getting your degree. It's all about you. You get your job. I mean, rightly so you're, you're trying to make a living, but I think it's been nice to introduce the concept to maybe that next generation a little sooner than, than I even was introduced to it. Um, and we, we actually have a whole committee. Our team called is, is DAS Ventures mm-hmm. and DAS Cares and our employees kind of uh, nominate and vote for local charities. And we always try to find a local cause where we can actually go get involved mm-hmm. and not just donate money. So examples like um, Feed Our Starving Children, we had some employees uh, last couple of years go out and pack um, food boxes to send overseas. We've got, um, we've gone and done toy drives for Crisis Nursery um, and actually brought the toys to the, to the kids in, in, the, um, in what's really mm-hmm. a shelter for children um, to give them, you know, get mm-hmm. those smiles on their faces and, and give them some books and, and things to do, uh, certainly, um, and support them. Um, there's been lots of examples like that. We've actually hosted um, local animal rescue groups to do oh, adoption lovely. events 
here at our office. Um, so the more that we can do mm-hmm. things in person, I think it's, it's more impactful. Um, and we even give employees a half days on in the summer. Every month they get one half day to go do something like that, a paid half day um, to hopefully give back or even further their own you know, education. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, another reason why you've been able to attract and retain talent, I believe. Thank you. Well, we think it's part of it. And you know, good people also know good people. So we've got great referral programs and um, we really do want Digital Airstrike to be a place that they're proud to work at and, and really be their work family and, and give back while also uh, making sure our clients see great value and they can also grow their careers here. Well, Alexi, thank you so much for being here on the Tech Connect podcast today. Thank you for being such an amazing embodiment of women and leadership in tech in Arizona and for being such an amazing you know, figure for marketing technology in Arizona as well. So thanks so much for being here today. Oh, thanks, Lauren. Great questions. And we really appreciate all that uh, you guys do to, to help further you know, the technology environment and culture here in thank Arizona. So, so thank you. Please share this episode with your friends and subscribe to Tech Connect on Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to podcasts to get alerted of future episodes. If you know someone that should be featured on Tech Connect or have a question, please visit aztechcouncil.org and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Hashtag Tech Connect AZ.